وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد So anyone who's scrolling through the exam you have five minutes to scroll through it and press submit and otherwise inshallah ta'ala a change to the book that I decided to teach Alhamdulillah and wallah I'm, I'm really excited about this change actually <clears throat> I had intended to teach the book Mukhtasar Sirat al-Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by Imam Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala it's a summary of the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu and I, I believe it's available in English from Dar salam and I, I absolutely consider it to be recommended reading for you guys it's called a summary in English but it should be something like that a summary of the seerah of the messenger by Imam Mujaddid Muhammad bin Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah ta'ala pages <coughs> But it's also full of, and each page will take us time to get through. So then I was looking and I realized that our Sheikh, Sheikh Abdul Razak, Ibn Abdul Muhsin, Al-Badr, Hafizahumullah, had done an explanation. And I'm not sure if they've translated Ibn Kathir's seerah into English. If they have, it would just be called something like Selected Chapters on the seerah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and even Mukhtasar Seerah Al-Rasul so I thought okay we'll just take parts of it and, <coughs> and while I was listening to the explanation of Sheikh Abdul Razak I thought and this poem is only a hundred lines and he advised Yani that this is a really nice summary of the seerah. And it's a classical, also possible, because the person who wrote it was a student of Ibn Kathir, that it's a summary of the seerah that Ibn Kathir wrote of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It to be very, very, very easy to understand, and it covers most of the important events in the seerah. Why is it? Wallah, it's not difficult, it's actually quite easy to memorize. So I thought, I haven't set you a home assignment uh, yet for this term of this poem, inshallah. Because it's very, very nice and easy to memorize and uh, it will stick, the zero, these dates and the information will stick in your mind, inshallah. But the other thing, four weeks, I will make a really big effort to try to finish the poem. I'm going to do a lot of preparation so I make sure my notes are ready so that I don't go off on a tangent. And I mean today. And when you finish the poem, you've finished the most important events of the seerah from the beginning all the way to the end. In just a hundred lines. In just to say to you that, that you know, we've come across a sensible amount. Yani. Uh, but if someone can memorize the whole thing, Wallah, it's very, a very, very nice summary. You know them. And he, after that, it's, you know, like for example, if, if the author mentions Amal uh, Fil, he mentions the year in which the elephant, the event of the elephant happened, what date it was, that's in the poem. So it's, it's quite easy. I know the poem's in Arabic, but even so, and I, I don't think once you've heard, we're going to explain anyway. So I think this is what we're going to do. 
we're going to choose this poem and definitely if Ibn Kathir's seerah has been translated into seerah of Ibn Kathir which is called Al-Fusul is translated in English from, from like I must admit I, I don't remember whether Al-Fusul was taken from Al-Bidayah wa Nihai or whether Al-Fusul was another book of seerah but in any case uh, there is, I will check it inshallah poem, Go out and read that seerah of Ibn Kathir And you'll benefit from it a lot But even if you don't find the seerah of Ibn Kathir Any seerah Like when the moon split Or uh, this Because the point of the poem Is to remind you of the events The poem is just like keys They open doors And this is why And the reason I'm, I'm so excited to do this is because I want to show Kitab tawheed memorize this, memorize this, memorize, for example, Al-Biquniya, or memorize, you know, Al-Waraqat, because they act like keys. They're in your head, key, you can open up the room. So, the way your memory works, it's hard to memorize, for example, let's say you want to memorize a large... It's pretty hard to memorize. But if you have in your head waraqat, you already remember reading what you read from, for example, Rawdas al-Nadir, whatever. The information that you have stored about that particular topic. And this is the, I mean, the way that the Salaf used to study. And you have like, especially when, the, for example, Tafsir ibn Kathir. You don't need to memorize, for example... Fath al-Bari or something like that The idea is you read them frequently And you, you have all of that information stored So the seerah is things, the things you know anyway You've remembered and you've studied before And so the idea behind the poem is Each line will just remind you of, And then from there you're able to Expand your knowledge And go into all the things that you've read uh, And in a way the Qur'an in the first place Memorizing the Qur'an Because when you memorize the Qur'an You know we talk about the sunnah being of that. Someone might say well Why yani, like, Does that mean that we don't like, we, I mean no Muslim would turn away from the Qur'an But does that mean that We don't yani, it's not, We don't have that thing It's like a key for you And it opens up All of the the information you've taken from the Prophet ﷺ, from his sunnah, apart from the, the, the immense yani, that you're aiming for in the first place, but it, it helps you in that way as well. And the Quran provides you, yani, it's, you can memorize it, and when you come across the ayah that summarizes the you, what you need. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu ida kumtum ila salati. فاغسلوا وجوهكم وأيديكم إلى المرافق وامسحوا برؤوسكم وأرجلكم إلى الكعبين and your arms up to the elbows and wipe over your heads and you remember from the sunnah that includes wiping over the ears and wash your feet to the ankles also even memorizing the Quran can have this effect it's like you're carrying the whole of the revelation in your heart but even the, more, even the details are there Because the Quran reminds you of concise and mujmal Concise and comprehensive 
and allowing that to like open your mind to the details is a very effective way of, and as we said the Quran is different in the sense that the Quran is not only a set of keys to open up your knowledge to the wider any information the Quran in of itself is your aim to learn and in of itself it is your goal but it comes with that particular ayah and the ayah kind of reminds you of that and allows you to be able to extract from that a lot of information so the idea in memory is very short uh, is uh, to provide you with a summary of the seerah of the Prophet and today we just want to give an introduction first and maybe we can also mention some of the, the difficulties in studying the seerah of the Prophet because there are challenges also Prophet is the statement of Allah in Surah Al-Hazab Ayah number 21 لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمُ الْآخِرِ Example For the one who hopes in Allah and the last day and remembers Allah Azza wa Jal much So when studying the seer <coughs> you're studying the example that Allah Azza wa Jal has said to you is the best example that you can follow said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس أجمعين. None of you truly believe till I am more beloved to him than his يعني من والده يعني his and we know that when this hadith was said that Umar Ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anh said, O Messenger of Allah, you are more beloved to me than everyone except myself. To you than even your own self. And that is what happened. And he said, Al-ana ya Umar. Now you have perfected your iman, O Umar. So since loving the Prophet ﷺ is based upon, first of all, knowing him, someone that you don't know. Likewise, you can't love the Prophet ﷺ if you don't know him. And so knowing him and knowing his sunnah, knowing his seerah, knowing and following of him. And it gives you an appreciation. It did for us and what he sacrificed for us. Or what he sacrificed in order that we could. So studying the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ is of great, great benefit. And it's from the things which raise a person's iman. It's from the thought. One of the ways that you can you know, raise your iman is to read the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, which is the purest and the most honorable of biographies. It's, the, it's the, the way of something. The way of something. And the seerah, sort of in a technical sense, is used as a biography. The From the time he was born until the time that he died, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And indeed, sometimes in the books of seerah, they will mention something before about the situation of the Arabs before the Prophet sallallahu came. Sometimes they will even mention some of the stories of the prophets 
Ibn Kathir in his uh, seerah of the Prophet ﷺ begins by mentioning Ismail so that you can understand the context of where the Prophet ﷺ, uh, came from. And this seerah, and the seerah, it's interesting, is one of the topics in which you can find an abundance of books in English translated topics in Islam like the, if you wanted to find like maybe even 15 books in English on the seerah you could find these you could find but even in that it would be hard but in seerah you can find book after book after book many many well-known books have been translated from the seerah into English because of the love the people have for this topic and the facts of seerah are available uh, this poem isn't one of them, but that's okay, because obviously it's a poem, it's difficult, poetry is difficult to translate into English. Translate the poem so you can understand it, and that's what we will do in this, uh, in this uh, class. But the other is to translate the poem into English poetry, because it requires someone who is inclined towards poetry. But if someone in the class is inclined towards poetry or likes poetry, and wants to try to produce mm. not from this not from this There's, uh, the reason I know it's not from this if it's only 4 minutes is that in Arabic this takes about 13 minutes to read from beginning to end in Arabic so in English I, need, I would not it's like about a 15 minute uh, poem some of them are Shorter And some of them are shorter still And some of them are very very short and you, Like you get all of the you get, you get a mix of poetry and prose and you, Some poetry and some are Written without poetry Probably the most famous Or at least the origin of most of the fame And particularly the summary of it that was transmitted by Ibn Hisham. He originally summarized that and took that from the seerah of Ibn Ishaq. Now it might be useful at this point to explain some of the problems with, or one of the main problems with, any of the scholars of Islam used to consider that since the seerah is closer to history, than first generally we're not building rulings upon it and we're not building halal and haram upon it we can be more relaxed with what we narrate this was the methodology of another that they did not hold the seerah to the same standard of authenticity as the hadith because upon the hadith which are sahih which are authentic Otherwise, you'll only, you know, you'll only get certain events, certain pieces, and you will not get like a, a full story. Secondly, and whether the Prophet ﷺ was born on the 12th, or whether he was born on the 10th, or whether he was born on the 8th, and none of this has any hukum shar'i built upon it. Uh, strict about verifying the authenticity. However, that doesn't mean that we don't, that than others, 
and we look for which people who narrated it are more reliable than others. And that is why Muhammad ibn Ishaq, who is probably the most famous author, narrator, he wasn't at the highest level. But in Sirah, he was an imam. And so his, his narrations in Sirah have precedence over others. So you get some people who are just experts in certain things. And Muhammad ibn Ishaq, he was an expert in the Sirah. And so it's not like, I mean, I don't want to give in fact, some of the scholars of hadith, and in our time among them, Sheikh Nasr al-Albani, rahimahullah ta'ala, wrote books on which parts of the seerah, on, this, on the authentic seerah. And there are many other books as well. There is a book called As-Seerah Sahiha, the authentic seerah. Uh, and there are, I, have a, I have maybe two or three books in, in my book collection, which are... The, but what I want you to realize is the, that when you hear, you know some of the stories you hear in the seerah that are kind of like really famous, like the Prophet I'm going to Syria when he was a young child and the monk sends it. Happen or not, Allahu A'lam, because we don't have an authentic chain of narration. We don't have something that we can say for certain. The Prophet went to Syria and met a monk and the monk said that he is going to be a prophet of what would happen to him from the people of Sham, of the Levant. This is a well-known story in the seerah. But it doesn't have any evidence for it. At this thing on this. This ruling doesn't mean it's obligatory to take your children to Syria or you must consult monks or if a monk says something you must believe him or if you worry about your children in Syria you should send them back to Makkah. A guarantee that it happened. But this is what many of the scholars of Syria mentioned and Allah knows best. But even in the Syria we look at the different reports. For example, did the Prophet marry, marry different narrations? Which one is stronger? The scholars of hadith tend to prefer the younger age. I mean, many of the scholars of hadith prefer the younger age. They said that, that uh, of the seerah prefer the narration that Khadija was older. And they say from the point of seerah, the, the quality of the people of seerah who narrated it, it's stronger. And we'll come to this later on. But the point is that I mean, many of the things that you think that Sheikh Abdul Razak did, and we're going to base our explanation on his explanation, inshallah. He has a sharh of this uh, poem is that he tried wherever possible to bring authentic hadith to, to at least provide some support for what is being said. And he tries at each point the poet, the poet makes to ask the question, can we, do we really know that this happened on this time? Or yani, are there different narrations? And from which do we approve or which do we prefer one over, yani, one over the other? But as we said, yani, it's not like we are building ahkam shara'iya upon it so whether Khadija was 40 years old or she was 20 something years old and it doesn't have a hukam shara'i built upon it and therefore it's something that we try to reach as close as we can to the truth in but at the end of the day if we don't get quite there it doesn't matter as much as authenticating a hadith that you are then going to build upon it rulings and acts of worship uh, and so on and so forth so the poem that we're going to study today, insha'Allah ta'ala, is called Al-Urjuza Al-Mi'iyyah. It's called Al-Urjuza Al-Mi'iyyah. And that's the name the poet gave to it. In the, towards the end of the poem he said, 
وتمت الأرجوزة المئية في ذكر حال أشرف البرية He said I have completed or it has been completed الأرجوزة and أرجوزة is a particular kind of poem with a particular kind of rhythm so I'm not going to get too much into it but as you know poetry at least in Arabic I'm not an expert in English poetry but poetry in Arabic has to fall within certain rhythms like there are certain rhythms that it has to follow there are choices of, of rhythm and a particular choice of rhythm when you, when you write your poem according to that rhythm the name of the poem is an urjuza it's called an urjuza and I'm not like I'm not even going to get into it because I'm not an expert in poetry in English or in Arabic but we know that poetry in Arabic has certain rhythms you can choose and you can tap them you know you can tap them out if you know what you're doing it has certain rhythms like uh, and you can hear this one وَتَمَّتِ الْأُرْجُوزَةُ في ذكر حال أشرف البرية. And the poem it goes like this. So this rhythm, when you have a poem with this particular rhythm, you call it urjuza. And it's called mi'iya from the Arabic word mi'a, which means a hundred, because it has a hundred lines of poetry. And you've heard another, another like a lot of poems, you'll either hear them, for example, like the poem will be named over the after the characteristics of the poem. For example, many of you have heard of the Nuniya of, for example, Ibn al-Qayyim or the Nuniya of al-Qahtani, rahimahumullah. Why is it called a Nuniya? Because everything ends in a Nun. And every line of poetry ends in a Nun. So, for example, Al-Qahtani said, or, or if you look at, for example, uh, yani if you look at uh, Ibn Qayyim's Nunia, for example, and yani every line of poetry ends in a noon. And you've heard people talk about Alfiyah. What is Alf in Arabic? A thousand. One thousand Alf. So Alfiyah is generally a poem that is a thousand or around a thousand lines. So you might have heard of Alfiyah ibn Malik in the Arabic language in Nahu in grammar. There's a, a, a thousand lines of poetry. You might have heard in Hadith in the science of Mustalah al-Hadith there's, there's Alfiyah al-Iraqi and Alfiyah al-Suyuti. Al-Suyuti wrote an Alfiyah and a poem of around a thousand lines. Generally a thousand line poem is considered to be towards the upper end of what you memorize and it's the more complicated like level 3, level 4 memorization of poetry and you get into memorizing al-fiyat the poems that are a thousand lines but so many poems the name of the poem is based on the characteristics of the poem and this like this al-urjuza tul-mi'iyah al-urjuza because it follows this particular rhythm or pattern and al-mi'iyah because it has a hundred lines of poetry في ذكر حال أشرف البرية and he gave like a subtitle and the subtitle of it is in mentioning في ذكر mentioning حال أشرف البرية the condition of the most noble of creation or the most noble of mankind 
the most noble of any of mankind. That's a better translation. And some of the scholars, they said that you shouldn't say about the Prophet ﷺ that he is the best of creation because there is no dalil for this. Rather, you should say the best of mankind or the best of the two, any thaqalain, any the jinn and the men. And some of them said the best of creation. But from them are those who said, any with this, any khayru khalqillah, the best of the creation of Allah. They said that this is, any you should refrain from saying this because you don't have a dalil for it. Rather, the dalil that you have is the Prophet ﷺ said, "Ana sayyidu waladi Adam." I am the leader or the best of the children of Adam. And likewise, the ijma' that he is the best of the men and the jinn. And as for what is beyond that, then we say Allah Azza wa knows best whether he is the best of creation or not. But in any case, he said in mentioning the situation of the most noble of mankind. And no doubt our Messenger وسلم, is the most noble of Mankind, salawatullahi wa salamu And this urjuza was written by Al Imam al Qadi Ali ibn Ali ibn Muhammad ibn Abil Iz al Hanafi, rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the great Imams of the Sunnah. Ali ibn Ali. Ibn Muhammad Ibn Abi Al-Iz Al-Hanafi And he is well known For his explanation Of that famous book of Aqidah According to or written by yani the, the Ahnaf The Hanafis That famous book Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyah He wrote an explanation Which yani Is uh, Probably the best explanation Or one of the best explanations That has been written of Al-Aqid Al-Tahawiyah By Ibn Abil Iz Al-Hanafi Rahimahullah Ta'ala He was an imam from the imma of the Sunnah And he upon the Aqidah Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah And he died 792 years after the Hijrah and as we said, the Sheikh Ibn Abil Iz Al Hanafi, Rahimullah Ta'ala, was one of the students of Al Hafid Ibn Kathir. And you know how much knowledge Ibn Kathir had in history and seerah. The author of Al Bidayah wa Nihaya, the beginning and the end. I mean, just writing a book called Al Bidayah wa Nihaya is impressive. This book covers. From the beginning all the way to the end And from his students And Ibn Abil Iz quotes from him extensively In his explanation of Al-Aqid Al-Tahawiyah Saying Qala Shaykhuna Our Shaykh said Yani Imad al-Din Ibn Kathir Rahimahullah Ta'ala So he studied extensively from Ibn Kathir and he quotes extensively from Ibn Kathir. So this poetry, the scholars differed over 
whether he actually intended this poem to be a summary of the seerah of Ibn Kathir or not. Because he said in his poetry, وَبَعْدُهَا كَثِيرَةً رَسُولِ مَنْظُومَةً مُوْجِزَةَ الْفُصُولِ He said, and to continue, take this seerah of the messenger. In poetry, a summary of al-fusul. And this word, the summary of al-fusul, this is where they differed. Some of them said the summary of al-fusul, meaning the summary of all the chapters of seerah. Any meaning? Al-fusul is a, are chapters. Yani. So, a summary of all the chapters of seerah in a poem. Sheikh Abdul Razak said, Rahim, uh, he said it's possible that by Al-Fusul, he doesn't mean the chapters of Sirah, but he means the book of his Sheikh Ibn Kathir, who, who named his book Al-Fusul. And he said, this is a summary of the Sirah of Ibn Kathir. Or it's a summary of the many chapters that have been written in Sirah by many people. And in any case, and it doesn't make, make much difference which one it is, but this is a, you know, a very, very summarized Seerah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So we just do a couple of lines So usually we did We, we have 10 minutes left inshallah <coughs> Just to get us started And then next week we're going to divide it Like we're going to try and do like roughly 30, 30, 30 or 35, 35 Something like that So that we can try to finish inshallah ta'ala uh, This poem all the way through uh, and finish all of the seerah ta'ala. Of course this poem doesn't include All of the events of the seerah In a hundred lines, there's no doubt But it includes the, the most important And the most significant events uh, That happened So the poem, the poem begins Bismillahirrahmanirrahim And we've explained the meaning of Bismillahirrahmanirrahim uh, Before The author he says Alhamdulillahil qadim al-bari ثُمَّ الصَّلَاتُهُ عَلَى الْمُخْتَارِ I actually have an audio, don't uh, take the pronunciation of the poem from me. I have an audio, inshallah, we will post it on the SoundCloud. I have an audio of the poem being recited by someone yani, reliable, and who is better in reciting poetry than me. الحمد لله القديم الباري he says, Alhamdulillah, Al-Qadim, Al-Bari. So Alhamdulillah is to praise Allah Azza wa Jal out of love and honor. And to say Alhamdulillah is to praise Allah Azza wa Jal out of love and out of honoring Allah in His greatness. And we praise him because of his perfect names and attributes and because of his blessings that cannot be counted. And as we know, Allah is a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's said that it is Allah's greatest name to which all of his other names return. And the meaning of Allah is that Allah is the one who has uluhiyyah he has divinity and the right to be worshipped and ubudiyah, the right to be worshipped over all of his creation. And he is the one who has the perfect names and attributes 
that make him deserving of worship. As for Al-Qadim, then Al-Qadim is not one of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal. And Ibn Abil Iz himself mentions this in Sharh Al-Aqidah Tahawiyah. So when he's explaining Al-Aqidah Tahawiyah, he explains that Al-Qadim is not one of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal. If he were to say Al-Qadir with a Ra, Al-Qadir is one of the names of Allah. But he said Al-Qadim. Unless there was a mistake in copying the text yani, when, they, when they wrote it. I mean, it's possible then. Yani. But generally he said Al-Qadim. And Al-Qadim is something you can say about Allah Azza wa Jal with a certain meaning. Uh, but it's not one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather, the name of Allah Azza wa Jal that corresponds with this properly is Al-Awwalu Wal-Akhir. That he is the first and the last. And he the first, the one that there is no one before him, and the last, the one that there is none after him. Uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Ibn Abdul, uh, Ibn Al-Izz Al-Hanafi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says himself in Sharh Aqidah Tahawiyah, as for including Al-Qadim, in the names of Allah, this is well known from most of Ahlul Kalam, the people of Kalam. But many of the Salaf rejected this. Many of the Salaf and the Khalaf rejected this. And so on. And so the correct opinion is that Al-Qadim is not one of the names of Allah, but rather one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Awwalu Wal-Akhir. And those two names go together. We don't really separate them. We don't say like Al-Awwal and keep it separate and Al-Akhir and keep it separate. And these two names should go together to give the proper meaning of perfection. Al-Awwalu Wal-Akhir. He is the first and the last. Al-Awwalu falaysa qablahu shay Wal-Akhiru falaysa ba'dahu shay He is the first and there is no one who came before him and the last and there is no one that will come after him. As for Al-Bari, then this is <coughs> a name from the names of Allah Azza wa Jal, which is authentically reported in the Qur'an. And the meaning is the creator of all of creation, the one who brought everything into existence and who caused creation to exist from nothing. This is the meaning of Al-Bari. And we've explained, I think, Al-Bari in the names of Allah Azza wa Jal series, uh, so you can go back to it there. Then he says, ثُمَّ صَلَاتُهُ Meaning the salah of Allah Azza wa Jal, which is, we've mentioned in other classes, the salah of Allah Azza wa Jal. It means uh, for Allah Azza wa Jal to praise or to mention the praises of the Prophet Sallallahu among the lofty angels. ثُمَّ صَلَاتُهُ عَلَى الْمُخْتَارِ 
thumma, meaning next or then, because yani, after having praised Allah Azza wa Jal, then salatuhu, yani salatullah, we send, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to exalt the mention of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam among the Mala'ul A'la, among the highest angels. Al Mukhtari, Al Mukhtar is the chosen one. And the Prophet he is the chosen one as is taken from the name Al Mustafa. From the names of the Prophet is Al Mustafa. And the meaning of Al Mustafa is Al Mukhtar, the one who is chosen to be sent. As Allah Azza wa Jal said in Surah Al Hajj, ayah number 75, Allah yastafi min al malaikati rusulan wa min al nas. Allah chooses from among the angels messengers and from among mankind any messengers. And Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَرَبُّكَ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ وَيَخْتَارُ Surah Al-Qasas, ayah number 68 That your Lord creates whatever He wishes and chooses And He chooses whatever He wishes And from that choice is to choose our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam As the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abu Aliya, rahimahullah ta'ala, as narrated by uh, yani, uh, Al-Bukhari in Kitab al-Tafsir, and in his Sahih, in Kitab al-Tafsir, he said that Abu Aliya said, Salatullah, yani when we say, As-Salatu, yani As-Salatu an al-Nabi, Salatullah is for Allah to exalt the mention of the Prophet sallallahu to the angels, and the salah of the angels is to make dua for the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And we do one more line. The author he said, "وَبَعْدُهَا كَثِيرَةً رَسُولِ مَنْظُومَةً مُوجَزَةُ الْفُصُولِ." وَبَعْد meaning after. Wabad is a common yani, Arabic phrase, Amma Ba'd or Wabad, and it means to continue or after that, yani, after having said that, and yani, after having praised Allah and after having sent a salah and salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Haq. Haq means take. Haq is an Arabic uh, word which means khud, take it. Haq a seeratul rasul. Come and take the seerah of the rasul. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And the seerah As we said is the way Or the, yani the, the, the kind of the ways of a person The methods or the ways of a person Whether it's something good Or whether it's something uh, bad However Seerah in terms of a biography uh, And the seerah of the Prophet sallam, There is no seerah which is better Than his seerah as we have explained. And he is Ar Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Khatam and Nabiyin, the last of the Prophets, and Imam Al Awalina Wal Akhirin, the Imam of the first and the last Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
And this manzuma, obviously a manzuma is a, poet, is, a, is, a, is a piece of poetry. And the original meaning of poetry, of a manzuma, is to gather a topic together in one place. But these days or after that, the word nadam became used for when it's gathered in the style of poetry. And he gathering a topic together on, in the style of poetry. So it's a manduma, it's a poem. And this helps you to memorize uh, and it helps you to keep it in memory because poetry is quite easy to memorize and it's easy to keep in memory as well. And it is mujaza from al-ijaz which is mukhtasara. Yani it is highly summarized. It is highly summarized. So this poem is very, very summarized as we said. And he says, Mujazatul Fusuli, meaning it summarized the different chapters of Sirah. Or it summarized the book of Ibn Kathir in a Sirah, one or the other. And inshallah ta'ala, we're going to begin with the birth of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is the third line of the poetry, inshallah ta'ala, next week. And we're going to try to work it so that inside of our two hours, inshallah, we complete uh, yani around about 30 lines of poetry so that we can finish the poem, ta'ala, uh, by the end of the class or by the end of the, the module, inshallah. Ta'ala. With regard to the exam results from last time, I haven't quite finished those yet. So, well, I haven't finished those yet at all. Uh, so... Uh, inshallah, they, will, they won't take very long. I mean, it usually takes me a couple of days, but we just sort of ran out of time this week, inshallah. So within a few more days, inshallah, you'll get the results from the previous exam. Uh, otherwise, this exam, alhamdulillah, uh, and also the results will come out within about four weeks or so, something like that, inshallah. I don't know what the plan is for the exam for this subject, the seerah. Will it be in the fourth week or will there be like a fifth week or will we do it at the beginning of the next module, module 4? Wait for an announcement from Kelima in this regard. I'm not sure. I haven't spoken to them about what the plan is for this exam. Uh, but don't worry, we'll announce that in plenty of time. Inshallah ta'ala. And Allah Azza wa Jal knows best. Wassalatu wassalam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.